0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Mountain Bears. I'm Aeson, and of course we got Techie Joe in the house. Hey, Joe, over here, honey. Hey. Um, How are you you this evening? Evil, just evil. Evil.
2: Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: that's gonna be fun.
1: You're evil, and I'm high as kite. Awesome. Yeah, why don't you share with our listeners what's going on so they have a full idea of what they can expect tonight?
2: Oh, yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I kind of um, coughed and (laughs) apparently screwed up my back. Um, So, there's now muscle relaxers and steroids coursing through my system because after two weeks I gave up and I called my doctor and I'm like, hi.
0: <laughs>
2: my thigh feels like it's plunged in ice water. Um, <laughs> And they're like, oh, really? What's the onset of that? And it's been two weeks. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so, I've had x rays of my back and I've been given like an injection of steroids and I've got. Full-form steroids and muscle relaxers. And, yeah, so at first I thought this was going really great because I was like, oh, yeah, the steroids always make me really hyper. And then, yeah, the muscle relaxer is going to kind of make me feel like, it'll work out fine. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going with that theory. Yesterday was day one. And mm-hmm. so – Yeah, it kind of, the muscle relaxer hit me like a ton of bricks, and I went, oh, Heidi, well, I'm not operating a car, (laughs) and we kind of did a little rethink for tonight's show, because I was like, "Um, yeah, we might want to be careful with our topics for this evening, like, I don't need to be thinking a lot.
0: (laughs) No,
1: you don't need to be thinking a lot. But what I find funny is I prepped him up for this. I told him, I said, okay, you're on muscle relaxers, so we're going to do this, and this is how it, you know, here's your water, here's your food for the next week, microwaves right there, can't mess that up, don't do this, don't do that, and please, don't get in the car and go anywhere. And he gave me a look like, you're making too much of a deal out of this, this is really nothing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I live on this and stuff. Meanwhile, I love my two-hour
2: Oh, yeah. But meanwhile, I, and I'm, like, having this conversation with my sister, I was totally going to drive down there today. This is 45-minute drive. And I was like, sure, I'll be down tomorrow. It'll be great. I'm fine. It's great. It's great. And... So, yeah, yesterday there was a six-hour nap that uh, I didn't plan for. Um, and that's when I realized, oh, crap. Like, I I mm-hmm. literally thought I was just laying down to, like, rest. Like, I've, I've been watching TV, and I'm not really all that sleepy. And next thing okay. I know, it's like six hours later, and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Let me rethink this. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've I'm good. I I did go out bright and early this morning, many hours after my meds should have worn off, and mm-hmm. um, I'm doing sort of okay without them, ish. And yes. as in, I'm doing okay, ish, not sort of without them, ish. Um, but yeah. yeah, like I ran out bright and early this morning and I got a milkshake. Like I went to the mm-hmm. end of the street and back. And um okay. so yeah. But no, yeah. it's it's been yeah. oh, <laughs> it, it's kind, mm-hmm. of kind of like I finally realized today it's it's kinda of crazy in the Joe head today.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um it, it's kind of like The Energizer Bunny and Prince Valium from Spaceballs had a baby. I'm that Mm -hmm. baby, and it's just kind of my brain's all over the place.
1: You know, and it takes an adjustment, you know, one, to have back problems, two, to be on muscle relaxers, and three stories. Oh, Sarah's just, you know, add another flip to the page. Um, Oh, yeah. In general, well,
2: but I'm happy. I'm happy with steroids. They just generally make me hyper.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I, because here's the fun of steroids. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I messed up my neck a few years ago. Me <laughs> and back problem. Um, But I messed mm-hmm. up my neck a few years ago. I, I ended up finally having surgery that corrected it, um, at least 99.9% of it. And um but no, before I had surgery though they had put me on steroids and I know that one of my sisters called and she was freaking out. And all she could get out was, How's her grandmother? And I'm like, She's fine, why? Like what what's like what's going on? And she's like, But you're on steroids. And I said, Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, what did I do to you? And I said, well, I'm a little hyper. I kind of can't quit smoking right now, and I'm eating a lot. I said, but mm-hmm. other than that, I'm fine. What What's going on? And she's like, oh, my God, I get steroids for my allergies. And she said, I can't even get home from the doctor's office without wanting to kill people. She said, mm-hmm. so... I can't even imagine, like, if I were up there right now, I would have already killed her. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, calm down. <laughs> I'm not murdering our grandmother. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it turns out, you know, that's that's apparently a thing to watch out for in, the, in our family.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't take after, yeah. you know. Yeah, no. at least you tequila don't take after that. The, yeah. Yeah. Now
2: tequila yeah. and I, um, our whole family has a problem with tequila and it's called blacking out. Um and mm-hmm. I do that. So we don't
1: drink adding tequila, tequila to a shopping list.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Like literally the last time I had tequila there was a um margarita special. I remember ordering Mm -hmm. and starting to drink the first ones. That was on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. The next thing I know, Mm -hmm. it was Monday morning, and I thought at the Mm -hmm. time the guy I was dating was messing with my head. Um, No, he wasn't. It really was Monday morning. Um, Mm -hmm. I had had two margaritas. These are 32-ounce margaritas. I had had two of them. Mm I proceeded Mm -hmm. to stay drunk the entire weekend. I was Mm -hmm. apparently a ton of fun to be around. I have no memory to this day of anything other than I started the first margarita and Monday morning, like they were back Mm -hmm. and back. And I went, yeah, we don't do to No, 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 no.
1: I can understand doing, not doing tequila. We also don't do um, Everclear for the same reason. Um, Everclear is not a good oh, drink. I hooray, remember so.
2: Everclear. I remember Everclear. I did that the night before my college graduation. I was
1: mixing Everclear and <laughs> <into> red. <laughs> mm.
0: You know, because it's <laughs> already bad
1: when I get drunk. In general, just for everyone to know, I turn into mega bitch because I worked too many years in a bar. Um, I can literally, and then, you know, one of the other things ASIN's done is contract negotiations for a large union in his other life. And they used to hand me, they would make me a lovely cup of coffee and then they would pour it into a 64-ounce cup uh, cup with vodka behind it because they knew if they wanted me to, you know, be a bitch, not a problem. That's going to be just fine for me to be a bitch. I'm going to not have an issue with being a bitch. I'm going to look at them and say, I'm taking the workers out in 10 days. If you don't give us A, B, and C, and if you don't like it, well, jump in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, no, for me, um, one, and let me clarify to everyone, I don't drink often um, because my normal drinking experience with every other alcohol on the planet um, Mm -hmm. is one uh, one drink is fun, two drinks, I'm ready for bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Any more than that, and I'm going to get sick because the minute I lay down, I feel like I'm rotating one direction and the universe has rotated another.
1: And
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. 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 And I don't drink that My often anymore. Voice.
2: Well, yeah, and every time I go to, the like, the answer to that question at a doctor's office, they're like, how many drinks do you have? And I'm like, one, and they're like, per day, and I'm like, mm, more like per month. Like, that's mm-hmm. my average. Like, that may be, yeah. you know, like, two drinks in one night over the span of two months. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, alcohol basically comes to my house to live a nice,
1: long, out pasture life. It's not out the pasture, it's aged.
2: Oh, yeah, it's very
1: aged. You know, so, you know, one of my claims to fame is I once had a bottle of 10-year-old vodka. We're working on a second bottle of 10-year-old vodka that's 2 years old. When it gets to 10, you know, I'll make a bottle of white russian. Um and that's something people have forgotten in their culture mm-hmm. in today's culture is alcohol is meant liquor is meant to be aged 10 year old scotch well, yeah. is not the only thing that is aged most liquors are meant to be aged and allowed to well, grow
2: or more importantly it's alcohol it typically doesn't go bad
1: no. like
2: with some minor exceptions, but most alcohol perfectly fine, it will sit on a shelf. it does not have an it does not melt mhm it, it does not expire within two weeks um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know with an ex I went through that experience. I used to have like this pretty little my first apartment it was a cheap little like cube organizer shelf, but okay, it was my bar. And I had it stocked with different alcohols, and I could, you know, make me a drink whenever I felt like it, which wasn't often. And it, But it had a lot of variety. You know, I had my chocolate liqueur and, you know, all this nifty stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was happy. And I was dating a guy, and the first weekend we were together. He cleared mm-hmm. it. Like, my Mandori was gone. My chocolate liqueur was gone. The vodka was gone. The gin was gone. Everything was gone in one weekend. And then he sobered up mm-hmm. enough to go to the liquor store and buy a fifth and proceeded to down it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know which is going to end first our relationship or your liver function? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was a coin toss at that moment mm-hmm. so yeah I was, I was yeah. upset because I had spent money like I was I was investing I was buying nice stuff and yeah. you know yeah I was so upset it was it's like well, usually, well, usually, well, usually
1: oh. Yeah, you know, and for me in relationships, that's a red flag. Like, I will give you a little bit of time to adjust to, you know, okay, you're a partier, your, you know, you're within that age, or, you know, that coming out age of you're still in that we're gays, we drink. Okay. I'll give you that. Mm. But the minute you empty I... my liquor cabinet, we have issues.
2: Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's now a game over for me. Um, not that I have a liquor cabinet anymore. Um, you know, I, I'm now at that point in my well, life. I just buy little airplane bottles of wine. Mhm. No, that's that's most of my liquor cabinet. Like hell, I've got a bottle of no. wine that you gave me for my birthday, and that's been like almost two months ago.
1: I know. And it's it out of was... my
2: fridge, and it's pretty.
1: Yes, yes. And, and that bottle's six months old. It should bloom in another six months.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm cool
0: with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought yeah, well, tonight I, I we'd know. talk
1: about different relationships. Oh, yeah. You know, since we've already discussed mm-hmm. red, one of my red flags... Oh, yeah.
2: Well, and before we really jump into that, um, I do have to bring Mm -hmm. up, um, and kind of maybe a basis for this, Um, interesting news article, HuffPo, got to love (laughs) them. Dave Robinson is a GOP leader. He's actually the communications director for the Salt Lake County Republicans Party. He is facing a lot of backlash um, after implying that suicide rates in the LGBT community are linked to having a high number of sex partners. Um, Not his most controversial statement. He also went on to say, um, "In our, (laughs) it's kind of freaky." um, He suggested that the use of HIV prevention um, drugs. Uh, AKA PrEP, um, was basically causing us to have sex like bunnies and um, under the assumption it prevented all STDs. And of course, we know that's not how that works. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're having unprotected sex and or uncondomed sex, um, all it does is prevent the spread of HIV um you know gonorrhea syphilis et cetera, are all are still on the table um you can still transmit those um uh, but yeah mm-hmm. like i just like across the board this is a guy he he is gay um we should point that out um he is in a relationship um mm-hmm. but yeah it's it just kind of what? So, like, I, I don't uh-huh. get how you can be this messed up. Um, and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's just it's like uh, really it's, uh, what. Uh, this is going to sound a little bad, but what kind of nonsensical bullshit is this dude huffing? You know, yeah, because but, well, you know, yeah. one. Health departments don't prepare or give out prep. They don't have the funding. Yeah, which was a claim he made. Yeah,
2: his original claim was that you know the gays went to the health department and literally his quote was and said if you love the gays you'll give us prep and of course they love the gays. I'm paraphrasing a little. Um, You'll give Mm -hmm. us you know free drugs. And the county Health Department in Utah that he is talking about is like Bleh. not how this works, not how this works mm-hmm. we one, we don't even give out medications like that. um we couldn't if right. we wanted to. that's not how this works um mm-hmm. but yeah it I don't know it it's just it's it's very confusing because he swears up and down he's independent and i'm like mm, no <laughs> no <laughs> like that like you're like dude you're 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 gay with a bad haircut here um uh, barring the line mm-hmm. borrowing the line from stepford wise um mm-hmm. you know you're gay with a bad haircut and um yeah
1: this is a little freaky Yikes. It's like, Well, not to sound mean, but gay Republicans, really. Sorry, don't get you. Won't get you. Well,
2: you know, I've known a few, and I will point out that a lot of times it seems to be one form of their life influencing another. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of the gay Republicans I've known have been in, you know, things like, you know, legal or financial sector, more tradition mm-hmm. or, or more conservative, traditionally conservative environment. Um, right. And you know, I, I kind of start to understand it a little. Um, mm-hmm. Is that it, it, it's basically their work environment starts influencing their politics, which then mm-hmm. starts to kind of influence their personal. Uh, belief mm-hmm. structures, um, but I've also kind of noticed that there's a tendency there that it's it's like an incomplete. Um, mm-hmm. Is they're saying one thing and then they're living totally differently. You know, they'll yeah. rail on you know the downfall of marriage
3: mm-hmm. at a sex party, and
2: it's mm-hmm. kind of like what?
0: Like,
2: um, okay. Or they'll kind of rail on the concept of, you know, uh, that that basically all black people are horrible and, you know, they're what's Mm -hmm. wrong with this country and then immediately turn around and have sex with a person of color. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of, I, And I know in one instance I I knew what was going on, and I just finally had to to look at a friend of mine and be like, how do you put up with this? Like, Mm -hmm. because this is a person of color, and I'm like, how do you put up with this? Like, how do you hear that crap Mm
0: -hmm. on
2: one side of a room and then go have sex with this guy? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. I Like, I would be so, like, trying to put myself in your shoes here, but I would think I would be so angry that it would be, like, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the answer I got is this is kind of my neighborhood. He's like, mm-hmm. you know these aren't the only people I know like this. I've dealt with this crap my whole life. And I think for me, that was the biggest eye opener is yeah. it's like, Oh, Holy crap. What are we doing? This is just mm-hmm. freaky. Like the duality yeah. is what I don't understand. Like I've tried mm-hmm. to understand it. I don't understand it. I'm not going to understand.
1: It. Mm-hmm. No. Like, and there's a lot of things. We won't understand. Um, And it's kind of like With people It drives me a little Mm -hmm. When I You know They don't get certain things Mm -hmm. And it's like Hello Did you not get your like gay 101 If not let me fix that for you Well yeah Well yeah
2: Well, and I know for me that one of the worst or most angry conversations I've ever had um, Mm -hmm. was at an event in a major city, um, Mm -hmm. took down, um, and and I'd already left technically this group. I was like a year out, and, you know, but the group made a yearly, you know – Pride Parade excursion as a group to um, mm-hmm. this host city, and it was it was kind of a disaster that year. Um, one mm-hmm. of the people that was part of the group went on this trip and proceeded to get drunk, like. Incredibly incredibly drunk, Mm -hmm. and by themselves, like everyone knew they were getting drunk, watched them do it, Um, then went out clubbing and proceeded to get out of a taxi, stumble up to the club, take two steps in the door, vomit and pass out because of alcohol poisoning. And everyone's just kind of laughing about it.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
2: oh, you know, they shouldn't have been so stupid and da da da. Well, I get a phone call um, from the current leader of the group who's telling me what all's going on. And she was like, I don't know how to deal with this. And I said, mm-hmm. Well, okay. Um, she said, Could you help me? She said, Because I don't know what to do. And I said, Okay, mm-hmm. well, assemble everyone. I can be there in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um and we ended up having a very one sided knee screening conversation in a, which I said, mm-hmm. you know, um you're done. This is your evening mm-hmm. now. You'll be here in this hotel till you guys leave in the morning because this is mm-hmm. not how this works. Um right. we are in the south, we are in a major city, we're a bunch of, you know, LGBT people, part of the reason you're coming down here in a group is to kind of have each other's backs,
0: which Mm -hmm. did not
2: happen. Um, And what's got me upset, what has your, your organizational leader upset, is not only could this kid have died from alcohol poisoning... Um, but more importantly, he's stumbling around on his own in an unfamiliar city without any backup or support, drunk off his rear end at an event where there are protesters already staying in town.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what part of that sounds safe? Like what part of this sounds like he couldn't end up in a ditch On fire. Can anyone tell me? So there's some murmurs in the room, and I think I got my point across. Um, But yeah, it was like, no, this is why we go in groups to this stuff. This is why you, Mm -hmm. you know, like you really don't want to do this on your own. Um, At least not at that level. Like, kind of going back to the partying thing, this is why I'm like, I get partying. To an extent, I'm okay with partying. I think you should do it as a group. Like, like cover your back here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, hi, this was in, like, the just post-Matthew Shepard tied to a fence dead Whoa. Mm-hmm. and it's like, how can you not, like, have that in your head? Like, I get being young, stupid, and irresponsible, but... Mm-hmm. This soon after that, right. how can you just like totally abandon someone?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I guess
2: they're legally an adult. Um, but more importantly, this is why we're here as a group. This is the whole point mm-hmm. of coming down as a group. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just for y'all to save money on a hotel rooms because, you know, we're going to get two rooms and. The hotel is really friendly about the number of people that stay in it.
0: Mm hmm.
2: You know, that's not what this is about. This is about everyone going down, having a good time, and doing it safely. Mm hmm. And I guess I was kind of horrified at that moment that this meant, like, this was not their understanding. And mm-hmm. so I got some dirty looks, but. I think everyone got it eventually, or at least I hope they right. did. Right. You know, but it was. it was That was my moment of here's your gay 101. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing here, or this is what we were trying to do for you. You abuse that privilege, right. so you can enjoy the hotel room. <laughs> That's the only mm-hmm. place you're going. You know. Right. And I hope that all the liquor in this building has been dumped. Because y'all don't get to have a good time now. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) You know. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that, you know, is sometimes some of the things that we go into and get into is. Helping some of the youngers come up. Of course, some things have changed. You know, we're going to get into mm-hmm. that tonight as, talk, as we talk about different types of relationships. As you know, it ain't the 50s anymore. Yeah. Never used to be, you know, things have changed. Um, things are different. Oh. And it's okay that they're different. Um, and well, things are changing even more so. And you know, professionally, I tend to deal with different types of relationships. You know, and people are like, "Well, you know, don't judge me," and it's like that's not my job. It's not my relationship.
2: Mhm. Well, mm-hmm. and a lot of that can come up in my field as well, because I'll just go ahead mm-hmm. and tell you. Um, there's there's kind of this tech world thing. It's kind of like. You know, the thing we
4: – you
2: have to learn uh, – you, you sometimes live in a gray area um, mm-hmm. working on people's computers um, in which you end up knowing things that you would not ordinarily know mm-hmm. um, or that people don't realize that you have access to. Like it's not a omnipresent thought that hey, if I'm mm-hmm. working on your email and your you know mistress or your whomever messages you know whatever, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, like I'm not looking for this. Um Mm-hmm. Learn that early on. That, that like I don't even have to go look for this stuff. Just like if you've got an internet connection and access to someone's email, I'm just telling you now, things will pop in. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just welcome to the universe.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I've never gone specifically looking, um, but I've ended up seeing things that it's like one. I really wish I hadn't have seen. But, two, I don't think anyone necessarily realized that I saw. Um, right. And it, it gets it, it gets a little interesting because there's different schools of thought on that. I've always run with a school of I'm here to fix your computer and your computer problem. Mm-hmm. Anything ancillary to that is just ancillary to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to judge your relationship, your marriage, your whatever, your, mm-hmm. you know, different choices in life and how you're going about your world, Um, you know, how you're making it day to day. Um, I'm here mm-hmm. to fix your computer problem.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: so at the same time, you know, there's still things I can inadvertently find out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had a computer come to me once. A guy had left this um, disk in his CD-ROM drive. And it was, it was kind of interesting the way the computer came to me. Actually, it passed through his mother um, that she had brought it to me. And so I'm working on it, and every time I start it up, I hear the um, CD drive spin up, which, as an IT person, can sometimes just be an annoying sound, and you just want it to stop. Um, mm-hmm. And so I pop the disc out, and you know, no big deal, whatever. Um, just so I didn't have to sit and listen to it. Um,
0: right.
2: It's, it's Again, when you when you're working on a lot of computers, that sounds really annoying. Um, mm-hmm. This was back in the days when window would uh, Windows would automatically open the a folder um, mm-hmm. when you put the disk back in because it didn't have an auto run, but it would you know right. Um, and, and since it didn't, it popped open a folder mm-hmm. and. So I got done working on the computer and I popped the disc back in because I'm going to send it back to him as he sent it to me because while I don't technically uh-huh. like sending computers around with them drive. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Okay. This is, it made it to me that way. It's okay. I'll put it back as I found it. Um mm-hmm. And so the folder opens, open and I'm looking at thumbnails of gay porn. Mm-hmm. And I'm... I'm having a moment there of, okie dokie, um, you know, this, this is a legal adult, the computer came to his mm-hmm. mother, but this is a legal adult, he was a college student, um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okie dokie, and um, so anyway, I was more than happy, ready, set, go, return the computer, Well, a couple Mm -hmm. days later, um, someone who also knew his mother um, that I happened to work with. I worked with both these people, um, the mother and Mm -hmm. um, the other person. Um, And so this other person happens to ask, um, just kind of in a weird way, like, oh, so you're working on so-and-so's computer I bet that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. Because I'm like, I know what I saw, but I don't want to out the kid. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, well, how did you mean? And so as it got said to me, as I've worked on his computer before, um there's some things his mother doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, how do you mean that? Because at this point I'm making the connection, but I'm like, let me be sure. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, the last time I worked on his computer, I, I found some very explicit images that I wasn't prepared.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and uh, he said that's, that's why when his computer needed to be worked on again, I sent it over to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh! Well, that answered some questions. hmm. But, yes, yeah, so it turns out his mother knows none of that, knows nothing about mm-hmm. her. Um, uh. Meanwhile, the, the two people that have worked on his computer are sitting here going... We're not telling her that. Um, no, one, it's not my place. Because it's
1: not your place. But,
2: mm-hmm. but two, that's the kind of thing, like, I'm not looking for it. It was not intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, neither, sure. Agnell, granted, the other person I worked with had a habit of looking for stuff, but that's a different story. Um, mm-hmm. Not your best IT person to go to in that regard. Um, right. but um, for me at least, it's like I'm not intentionally looking for this. Like, dude, I don't care what's in the folders. Like, you know, I've long had the policy unless I turn on your computer and your your desktop background is child porn. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the only way I'm going to find out that you're into that. Like, I'm not going right. and digging through your files to see if you might be mm-hmm. into that um mm-hmm. which has been an issue that that's that's been an issue um i think it was Best mm-hmm. by employees were being paid um to run software that would actually look for this stuff um you know look for child pornography and so okay. the employees yeah like your geek squad kind of people We're getting, like, Mm -hmm. kind of paid a kickback um, for reporting Mm -hmm. people, like the government's giving them software to run on computers and then report Mm -hmm. any computers they find. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here going, oh, the ethics of that. Again, Mm -hmm. you sent your computer to me to fix a problem.
1: Right. Right. So are you saying that we need to get um, non-disclosure agreements for computer workers?
0: I think that's a point –
2: I don't know that we necessarily have to go that far um, in Mm -hmm. every case. Um, But I, I think it's more so a question of you really have to pay attention sometimes to who you're contracting Um, Mm -hmm. One, you know, make sure you're comfortable with this person and what they're doing and what they're going to do. Um, I I, I don't – and let me put a great big giant, like, footnote on all of this. I'm not saying I I want to become the computer guy to pedophile. I'm just saying – That's not what you hired me to do, Mm -hmm. i.e. to go through your hard drive and find out all your dirty secrets, and therefore that is not what I do, Right. Um, nor should any other IT person. Ethically, that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I think child pornography is horrible. I think abuse and exploitation of children is horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that if I turn on your computer and you have a background image of child pornography, I will turn your ass in for that. Like Mm -hmm. that, that's a done and over. That's a done and over. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But otherwise, that's not what I was hired to do. That is not my job. That is not, um, Mm -hmm. what I was called in to take care of. Mm Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, um, if your IP guy or IT person is finding stuff like that on your computer, um, Mm -hmm. then you really have to question a few other things. Like if Mm -hmm. that's how they're treating your personal files or your files, Mm -hmm. um, then there's a potential they're exposed to a lot of other things in the process of getting there. Um, you know, because it's if you're looking at a computer at that level, mm-hmm. um, then you really have to stop and think: what else on this machine? Um, yeah. you know, right now we're talking about the the bad stuff. Um, mm-hmm. that could be there that you could potentially go and look for. Um, Mm -hmm. Or so to speak, the bad stuff, the stuff that, you know, this is personal and, you know, potentially legally impinging. Um, But there's also the stuff that is like this is about your relationships and this is about your finances and this is about your taxes and this is about your business and corporate trade secrets. If you're looking at a computer to the point that you can find child pornography without it being your desktop image,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you've opened up a kind of a Pandora's box there. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're looking at everything on the system, right? Or you're potentially, you know, and if you're willing for a couple hundred bucks or a few hundred bucks to turn someone over for child porn. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would be really concerned about that person as an I, a, in IT as to, mm-hmm. you know, what's the value of your company's trade secrets? Mm-hmm. Like this is an IT person that's already demonstrated um, that they're, they have no qualms against turning you over
3: mm-hmm.
2: for a few hundred bucks and running software they ought not mm-hmm. be running in the first place. Because again, mm-hmm. that's not what you asked for. That's not what you hired them to do. Um, sure. so what keeps them from looking at that computer for other stuff? But that's a mm-hmm. side point, and but that's one of those interesting tech things from my perspective. But I don't think a lot of people can mm-hmm. I, I think we sure. just kind of we have a computer problem, we call an IT guy, we just don't even realize that from my perspective, I deal in two things Mm -hmm. mostly, which is the personal computer is very personal in some instances and the concept that a lot of the time I'm not really fixing the computer as much as the person. Like, Mm -hmm. 80% of my time is dealing with people. Mm -hmm. You know, no one calls me because they're having a great day and their computer's working perfectly fine. And thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the phone calls I get ever. Um, well, I take that. Mm-hmm. I did have one person call that way, but that that was more so after I made the joke. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, a lot of what I end up doing has more to do with the people. And Mm -hmm. one of those conversations I commonly get into is sometimes you run into people that are a little afraid for you to look at their computer Mm because it crosses their mind that maybe what's on there isn't illegal, but Mm -hmm. if I wanted to be a jerk about it, I could
0: Mm -hmm. potentially
2: ruin their relationships, get them fired from their job, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, their employer not may not appreciate that there are naked images of them on their computer or that they were using their corporate laptop to look at pornography. Mhm, you know again, the personal yeah. computer is personal, even if it mm-hmm. is technically owned by your corporation,
1: mhm,
2: so yeah, sorry, relationships.
1: Yeah. different types of them. I know. Them. We've been trying you know, to get
2: there. We've been trying to get
1: there. Hey, honey, we're having a muscle relax show, so we're going to relax and get there. But first, we need to take a break, and then we'll jump back into relationships. Awesome. So let's pay a power bill.
0: All right.
1: And you'll find us at
0: www.themagichappens.com your free online magazine.
1: Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit PsychicRainyLove.com for more details. And remember, rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E.
4: As a busy modern woman, I'm constantly on the go. Having to make multiple stops while I'm out shopping or getting things done just doesn't work for me. That's why I love going to the Crystal Lotus Shop for every one of my metaphysical needs. They have all the basics like stones, candles, sage, plus they carry jewelry, herbs, cards, a variety of unique gifts, and several other items you're probably looking for. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like my husband's old college injury flared up again. That's okay. I can count on the team of healers at the Crystal Lotus to fix him right up. They offer massage, Reiki, Kalamni, as well as other energy modalities, all performed by licensed, highly trained, and gifted practitioners. And while he's being taken care of, I'll sit down and get some guidance by one of their accomplished psychic readers. Oh, and did I mention they do custom orders and have gift certificates as well? They even offer yoga several days a week for all levels of experience. Plus, the last Saturday of every month, they have Psychic Saturday, where they offer discounts on readings as well as mini healing sessions. Stop in to meet Shauna and the rest of the family there. They're located at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, where the Loop Pharmacy used to be. Or give them a call at 304-729-8055. Crystal Lotus, taking the spirit where the body cannot go. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human.
0: Did you know that you can have a reading with Aeson
4: in person?
0: Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, Aesonite.com, or give him a call. His number is 304-584-3592. Hi, welcome.
4: Relax. Have a cup of your favorite topics with your hosts, Ace and Knight, and Rain Love. There's nothing like a good conversation to warm your soul and give your spirit a break now and then. Ace and Love have such a wonderful way of exploring topics like psychic phenomena, important topics in our daily lives, from a psychic's point of view, and you never know who else will stop by. The Psychic Coffee Shop, live on Blog Talk Radio. So come on in. We made a fresh cup of java just for you.
1: All right, so we're back. So on to relationships, you know, because people have different relationships nowadays. Wasn't oh. really called that when we were growing up. Um, you know, at most, well, yeah. At when we best, were coming up, there was some... mm-hmm.
2: Well, when we were coming Go up, a it. relationship was traditional monogamy. Like that's the mm-hmm. that was the relationship. Um, everything mm-hmm. else was just cheating, or you know, being a whore. You know, lots of slut shaming. Mhm. You know, that that was it. Those were your choices. Right. You're either and, a decent person you know. in a monogamous relationship, or you're a slut. Mhm.
1: Like two choices. This is all you get. Right. But those weren't the only ones going on. But it was kind of like mm-hmm. we don't talk about that. You know, that's the plight of being a wife. Men get that benefit. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Well,
2: and it was. It was very favoritism towards men, um, especially mm-hmm. – well, and that goes back really, really far, uh, the concept of a beard having the you know traditional um, outward-facing family. Um, And there were lots of men that had that, because the time period they grew up in, your option was, you know, you turned 18, you found a wife, you bought a house, you had kids, and then there's lots of things that happened outside of that. Um, You know... Whether you had a girlfriend or 20 on the side, or you were having sex with men in public bathrooms, or – there was a lot of that going on. Mm -hmm. But at least frontward facing, there's a happy picture on the wall with, you know, 2.3 kids and a dog.
1: Right. And it isn't that way – Or so we were told. No.
2: Well, and I'm Technically speaking, it never was that way to begin with, but it's the bill of goods we all got sold. This is what we were supposed to have. This is how this works. This, like, traditional monogamy was this wonderful thing, and it was everyone's goal, and that's how it worked, and it was this nice Disney romantic thing. Mm hmm And then it kind of seemed to blow up. with right. skyrocketing divorce rates, you know, the the often quoted, you know, 50% of, you know, people cheat, and, you know, it is, well, I and mean, granted, it is one of the more common reasons relationships disintegrate overnight. Mm-hmm. She found out he was cheating, he found out she was cheating, They found out they were cheating.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, I think over the, like, especially the last 30 years. I think we've all been Mm -hmm. kind of looking at that going, well, wait a second. This doesn't seem to be working for anyone, actually. And um, (laughs) so what are we doing?
1: We're doing a lot of different things. I mean, because people have to understand, the view of marriage that we currently have Really didn't start existing to the late 1800s. Didn't become super popular until probably the mid 40s. The American view of marriage didn't exist. Well, and I think a lot of
2: that ties back to De Beers, does it not? Um, they were the ones really pushing this whole, you know, fairy tale marriage to sell diamonds. You know, Mm -hmm. one true love, and if he really loves you, he spends two months' salary on a ring, and, you know. um, Well,
1: that and, you know, we were looking at also a lot of people were trying to lock into relationship, lock into, Mm -hmm. um, you know, figuring out things. Okay. Um, trying to figure out, you know, where they're headed with things, what they're doing. You were trying to satisfy things because women were again in a position of not being able to work. Having children,
0: well,
1: yeah, husbands dying, we're coming out of a war. You know, a lot of things were going on then. Well, and there were a
2: things. lot of enforced gender roles and a lot of enforced concepts, like socially, Mm -hmm. of what your adult life was supposed to be like. And it was supposed to be, you know, husband and wife, then you have children, and you buy a house, and maybe you have a dog, Mm -hmm. and this was, this was your role.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. But it's not really the roles. Um, nowadays. nowadays, relationships mm-hmm. come in many colors, many existences. So we're going to start from the basic and work our way up. We probably will get, we'll move through some of them that everyone commonly knows a little faster. Some of the other ones that are kind of like, huh, we'll address those. Okay. So the first, first one we're going to take on is the hookup relationship if you want to put it that way.
2: Which, yeah, which that's not exactly a relationship.
1: Um, mm-hmm. That's itch-scratching.
2: I mean,
0: mm-hmm. just to
2: be kind of point-blank about it, is, you know, hookups are itch-scratching. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have sexual needs, you have sexual needs, let's hook up and take care of those sexual needs. That's a hookup.
0: Right.
2: Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, one-night stand, whatever you want to call it, it's a hookup. up Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Thing know, going on, gaining back. in popularity. Yeah. You scratch mm-hmm. your back, I'll scratch my back, we'll be done with this. Yes. You know, so that well, can yeah. be really interesting, really comfortable. Um... And it can become really um, okay for some people. A lot of people on high-paced jobs prefer that.
2: Well, yeah. Um, Though, like, there's some trade-offs there. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, if you're – I'm not saying that it's wrong. Like, let me be very careful there. Um, Yeah. But – That meets a sexual need, not an emotional need. Right. Like, if you're going to do hookups, you Mm kind of need a support network of other people in your life to feel more of the emotional. Um, Right. Otherwise, um, in kind of the direction you're going, people with uh, fast-paced jobs. They're you know jet-setting, flowing all over the country for work um, mm-hmm. or driving um, and don't really know where they're going to be at any given time. They don't really have the opportunity <laughs> to settle down. Sexually, that works, but emotionally you're going to need stronger connections and kind of a support framework for that um, mm-hmm. in order to kind of become a whole or to be a whole person with all of your business mm-hmm. um, right. and I think that's a lot of where hookups get their bad reputation is not necessarily mm-hmm. that like the hookup, isn't the problem. The hookup right. unsupported by a friend network, that is a problem um, right. when you don't have other people emotionally invested in you. Um, mm-hmm. and you don't have anyone kind of taking care of or interested in you, the person, like the totality, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, when you're just another penis or just another hole, um, mm-hmm. that can be very emotionally draining, and I get that part. Um and I thought, and I can kind of sit there for just a second and go, if that's how Dave Robinson was talking about that, um, mm-hmm. then to a very minor degree, I, mm-hmm. I can concede slightly on that point. I don't think sure. that was what he was talking about at all, um, because that's nowhere near what he said. Um, right. But yeah, if if you're talking about people who live in a life that that doesn't allow them mm-hmm. to have any support, then yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's exactly how that happens. Um, the bigger mm-hmm. issue being um, not having support. Right. Um, you know, it, not to mention, you know, for as much as this guy wants to claim that this is the best time in history to be gay. Uh, not so much.
1: No. No. Not so much. Yeah. Kind of prefer because, the early fourteen hundreds.
2: Well, yeah. But you no, know, um if you're if you're talking about people, um and you're talking about, you know, suicide risks. Suicide mm-hmm. risks have more to do with not having support systems and people that are supportive in your life. It's about having people that tell you things like get AIDS and die. It's
1: Mm -hmm. about,
2: you know, not having any counter messaging
1: to, Mm -hmm.
2: you know, you're a dirty, filthy pervert. And that, you know, you have no value is the message you're, Mm -hmm. you're constantly getting with no dispute. Um yeah. and which is kind of where I'm going with that is that Sorry. if if all you are is the sum of your sexual encounters mm-hmm. unspoored um as in you have no one there to care about you emotionally um mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's going to cause a lot of problems Okay um so that that's, to me, that's the requirement for hookups is you have got to have right. the backup of, you know, right. people that care about you in your
1: life. Mm-hmm. And so, focus yeah. on it. So yeah. then we move into the next one, which is, you know, the more common one that's occurring now a lot, which is the f- friends with benefits. Mm -hmm. A lot of people take this stage.
2: Well, yeah. Um, And sometimes it's a crossover between um, that emotional support Mm -hmm. and, you know, meeting sexual needs and Mm -hmm. being able to do that in a way that it is a relationship. It's not necessarily a relationship that's going to expand out beyond what it is, mm-hmm. generally speaking, most friends with benefits, it's, it's like, I care about you, I'm interested in what's going on in your life, I'm having sex, or we're mm-hmm. having sex, Um, mm-hmm. but there's no long-term plan there. Right. Um, no that there's already kind of the admission that we don't really have a basis for a, like, a committed relationship or anything more than what it is.
1: Like, you're a
2: friend, I really like you, and we're sexually compatible.
1: Exactly. And there's no emotions there. There's no guarantee that the next week, the next month, that you guys are exclusive.
2: Right there, yeah. There's no exclusivity. That doesn't necessarily mean there's no emotions. I, I think right. you, I, I, I think it is a myth to say you can have totally emotionless sex. I right. I, I, I just I don't. I'm sure it's possible for some people. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's impossible necessarily, um, but I think for mm-hmm. most people there's some degree of emotions going on, um, even if there's not necessarily an emotional investment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes you have to draw some distinction there between emotions and emotional investment.
0: Right.
1: Um, Um, And with that, you know, then things can develop into a few options. Yeah. They may stay friends with benefits. They may go back to being friends. They may go into the mm-hmm. traditional monogamist, you know, or the serial monogamist, um, especially if you're a, 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 you're naturally a monogamist. And this is what a lot of people um, don't get is that you don't have to, you're not all, not all people are monogamists.
2: Well, yeah, no, no, not all people are mon, are um, monogamous, but more importantly, mm-hmm. there is a subset of people that don't quite get it um, with monogamy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I've kind of told you the story before, but I'll repeat for our listeners. Um, back in college, dated a guy, um, and as we're breaking up, I really did not think we would be friends after this moment, um, I calmly told him, um, you're, not in a re- you're not having sex within a relationship, you're having relationships for sex, and he got very angry at that um, you know, that that I, I was effectively telling him you're a serial monogamous. As in you are so attached to the concept of monogamy that instead of, you know, being twenty one years old and going out experimenting and having a kind of a good time and figuring out what you like and what you don't and being open to a relationship, but you know, whatever Um, you're instead hunting out relationship. Like you're jumping mm-hmm. immediately from met to dating um, <laughs> to, you know, Sexual, and this is going to definitely end in, you know, a long-term relationship, at least Um, Mm concept-wise. He was very angry. Um, And, you know, I got told I didn't know what I was talking about and da 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 So I've kind of written this person off in terms of, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm never hearing from this one again because he's tech. Guess I shouldn't have said that, even though I didn't disagree Mm -hmm. with what I said. And so, out of the blue, I get a phone call from him. Um, This is like a little, like a month or so later. And he just opens with this an apology. And he's like, I understand now. And I said, okay. Because I, like, I didn't emotionally invest in that moment because this is a breakup and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I did anything wrong. So I like, I wasn't one of those things that sticks in the forefront of my mind. Like, Oh, I feel so bad about that. I feel so bad about that. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I shouldn't have done that. That was horrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I just broke up with a guy. Um for the exact same reason that we broke up. And he said, Now nah, I understand it now. He said, When you said that to me, he said that was such a foreign concept that I couldn't handle it. He said, but after you said it, and I got to thinking in my in the next relationship, it kind of stuck in my head. He said, and I realized mm-hmm. you were right. Like The only reason I was dating this guy is because I was sexually attracted to him, and I wanted to have sex with him, and the only way I could make that work in my head was for us to be in a relationship. I went, yeah. (laughs) That's basically what I told you, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And he goes, and then it clicked. You were absolutely right he said, I'm just having one relationship after another just to meet sexual needs. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up having a very long conversation that night. Um, right. Because he had to adjust some things in his head. Because he right. was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm screwing this up. I'm screwing myself mm-hmm. up. Um, he said because, mm-hmm. and one of the comments he ended up making was, I keep feeling like I'm failing, like that, you know, I keep going through this cycle of dating someone, they're not right for me, um, and then we break up, and then I feel really horrible about myself, and then I, you know, effectively get horny, and so I mm-hmm. meet the next guy, and we start dating and having sex, and then we break, you know, it, it's happening. He said, "No, I wasn't getting mm-hmm. it. I was starting to feel really bad." hmm It's like, yeah, yeah. That's how that works. Like mm-hmm. we, when you're sitting there trying to meet someone else's expectations of mm-hmm. how you should live your life and what kind of relationships you should have. That mm-hmm. is really painful.
1: Especially if, if that's,
2: that's
1: not you. Well, not only that, but people need to understand it's a negotiating field. You know, like mm-hmm. everything in a relationship. It's negotiable. People don't get that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, another one I run into a lot of times is the definition of cheating.
2: hmm And that'll so be
1: Yeah, that'll vary widely from partner to partner to ideas of what cheating is comparative to other people's ideas of cheating. Those are things that need to be negotiated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I
2: think in a lot of ways, people are afraid. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like with a prenuptial. I, I think this is where this has problems. A prenuptial agreement defines the end of a relationship like what happens when we break up
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and for a lot of people they're very hesitant to get into that conversation
0: Mm -hmm. because
2: it feels like you know it's a like it's a non-starter like if we're Mm going to plan how we're going to break up then why are we getting together it's sort of the same thing that people will go through of not wanting to talk about death and end-of-life care and funeral arrangements mm-hmm. and, you know, what they want um mm-hmm. because they're afraid if they have this conversation, then they're just inviting death in, um, right. which isn't really how that works. Um mm-hmm. it, it basically just kind of sets the ground rules, of what we're going to do if. Um, And in relationships, a lot of people don't want to have the negative, potentially, conversation of how are we going to handle, what is cheating and how are we going to handle it? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if we break up, what are we going to do? And so Mm -hmm. I, I have seen people, and I think it's more common than most people want to admit, that kind of get together in that rush of emotion and everything's great and awesome and I love you and, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I think it was Dan Savage who pointed out that lasts about two years.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And then reality hits.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: you know, that, that, like, high emotional tide will ebb. And then mm-hmm. you're suddenly having an argument about toothpaste and socks.
1: Right. Which when, when you're really having an argument universe, about
2: Oh yeah, you're having an argument about totally different things. Um right. it, it, and, spoiler, it has nothing to do with toothpaste and socks.
0: It you're normally has a to do with sudden... realization Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you're having the sudden relationship or sudden realization this person is not perfect, right? Um, And that you know those intense feelings that made those imperfections look cute and sweet and endearing has gone Mm -hmm. away, and what you're left Mm -hmm. with is Mm -hmm. like resentment and feeling cheated, um, like you got less than you deserved and you know you you can end up with a lot of anger there. Right. Sure. Um, you know, and, and that's where sometimes it would be nice to to kind of okay, if we could have addressed this in the beginning mm-hmm. And actually talked about ourselves and what we wanted and how we wanted it and what was permissible and what wasn't and had some realistic expectations um, as to what this was going to look like in two to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can avoid the toothpaste and socks argument, for starters. Right. But more and more sitting down and saying. Well, but more importantly, you can handle some of the issues that are also going to come up um, when that tide starts to ebb. Um, Because that's also the point when, generally speaking, um, once you hit that wall of, you know, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Um mm-hmm. that's the wall where people start to at least flirt with cheating. Mm-hmm. Because now there's there's a need that's not met. Um, right. you are not their world. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you're you're you've crashed back to reality. You have suddenly mm-hmm. understood that okay. For all the hype, mm-hmm. a single other human being cannot be your entire universe. Right. Um, at least for most people. I think there are couples out there. I don't want to trash the traditional monogamy concept entirely. I think there are people out mm-hmm. there that are literally capable of doing. And they will right. never cheat on each other, they will crash to reality and land softly you know, mm-hmm. comforted by each other and it's this wonderful, happy, Disney, joyous thing.
1: Right. For but I think that's it, when however. they've Yeah. Or they've had the conversations of this is what is cheating, this is what is not cheating. You know, going and mm-hmm. having lunch with your friend is not cheating. Going mm-hmm. to the bar with your friend is cheating,
2: or you know, hooking up in a hotel room at three in the morning when you're supposedly on a business trip—that's cheating. Mm-hmm. Because again, it, it differs with with a lot of things. There there are a lot of very vari- there is a lot of variance in what people call cheating, um, mm-hmm. and for some people, it's not even physical act. Like, Mm -hmm. there are people that's like, I don't care who you have sex with, Mm -hmm. as long as you don't have an emotional connection with them, and they're not supplanting Mm me emotionally. Um, You know, so you see, you know, a hot number, and you want to go have sex with that, that's whatever. Um, You know, go, enjoy, have a great time. Fine. Mm-hmm. But um at the end of the day, emotionally, um, I better be number one. And mm-hmm. that's number one of one. hmm Um so like there's that concept as well. Is right. that and there are people that are monogamous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and they they don't or swinging even. Um, swinging is mm-hmm. usually a non-emotional, totally sexual, um, mm-hmm. and even open can be, in some regards, um, totally physical, non-emotional. Um, mm-hmm. You know th- these are yeah. this is totally or can be totally about sex and has nothing to do with any kind of emotional bond to someone, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, or depending upon like the setup, you know, this may at best be someone you're casually friends with Mm -hmm. um, that you're sexual with, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily, you know, like nowhere near partner level or, you know, besties level, or even Mm -hmm. the friends with benefits level. Um right. it, it's like the very watered down version of Friends yeah. with Benefits. Right. But
0: yes.
1: Yeah. And it so can be kind of... interesting. Yeah. And then you know that takes us into Polly.
2: Well, yes.
1: You know. Which, poly relationships can formulate into a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, they can, um, and that uh, to me, and me, and I know it's probably not exactly the technical. Um, uh-huh. But to me, I, I think in a lot of ways, poly is when you're actually cognizant
0: mm-hmm. of
2: I'm not really doing monogamy. Like mm-hmm. monogamy is not my goalpost. No. Um, you know, like this this is not my goalpost. This is not what we were aiming for. Um, because mm-hmm. I've noticed within poly, there's an entire different set of words to describe mm-hmm. a lot of the things we've already talked about. Exactly. Um, but you know, and the it seems like there. It's
1: Hmm. I find the major differences Polly takes the big, you know, menorah covered purple curtain and goes, No, take that down, put that over here, let's open up the gateway and let's talk about what you need out of this relationship. You know, yeah. how many, you know, how many partners can you support emotionally, financially, whatever, you know, support in general. Um, and it isn't – people get polyamory confused a lot of times with polygamy, and the other one, which you can pronounce.
2: Uh, well, polygamy and polyandry,
1: um, which are – Polyandry.
2: Yeah. Those yeah. are kind of a subset, um, and <laughs> they, they kind of get an asterisk next to them because they're – While, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I see those Mm -hmm. as being kind of under the umbrella of Mm poly, or at least they can be, Um, but they're kind of special cases, Um, Mm -hmm. and just to clarify, polygamy being, you know, um, multiple females for one male, and polyandry being multiple males for one female. Um, mm-hmm. They have their own terms and conditions, um, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily see anywhere else in the poly umbrella. Um, mm-hmm. but that's not exactly how poly generally works.
1: It doesn't. Uh, um... There's a lot of use on Polly, some good books out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to delve into them next week. But, you know, with Polly, you know, well, everything's spoiler on alert. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, spoiler alert,
2: your big favorite is More Than Two. Um, that's mm-hmm. your, your big one. More Than Two and Ethical that's Slut. Not, I know that.
1: Ethical Slut. Ethical Slut's my big one because it was the yeah. groundbreaker that opened all that up. Uh, More Than Two is a good guidebook, mm-hmm. if you're new to it. Um, there are some yeah. strategies in there that are great. There's mm-hmm. some other things that will blow the fuck up in your face. That's any relationship okay. guidebook, everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. um but you know, there's different types of poly, like there's different types of monogamy. Um, you know, because you have the serial monogamous who's always monogamous. It's you know, one plus one equals two, and if it doesn't work, we divorce. Yeah. And that's something well, that changed and that's your culture. The
2: with serial, that's what always gets me with people who are like, I never cheat. I'm always monogamous. And mm-hmm. it's like and you've been in how many relationships? Because mm-hmm. I'm not calling you a cheater at this point, but it's like, this doesn't really sound like monogamy. This kind of mm-hmm. goes back to the X that I had, but it's like, it mm-hmm. sounds a lot like you're in a relationship for sex, not having sex within a relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't seem to be making the distinction between those two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, by the way, if you are in that situation, you will know it
0: because it feels mm-hmm.
2: different. Like, right. I've had sex within a relationship. That feels like one thing. Um, mm-hmm. that, that feels like a loving, nurturing thing, and it's good. Um, right. If you're in a, like, with air quotes around it, if you're in a relationship, And you kind of feel a little bit like a booty call. Like, you don't really have a lot in common with this person, and most of your time together is sexual, and you're not really, like, you don't feel like they care about you. You're Mm -hmm. probably with someone who has
1: relationships for sex.
2: If not, Mm -hmm. you're the person having relationships.
1: Or right
2: or Like that's In my
1: experience So we'll Delve like, into different types of Poly relationships And some newer information On relationships in general Next show mm-hmm. With Joe oh, yeah. And that'll be on next Friday At 9pm Yes we're working mm-hmm. on new commercials You'll love them um, <laughs> and tomorrow, if you want to stop in and get a checkup on your relationship, I'll be at Crystal Lotus from twelve to eight. And of course, Joe's got his little techie thing going on. And I'll be back oh, yeah. next Tuesday, hopefully with Miss Rainey If not, Joe's getting tagged again. Um, until yeah. then, good night, y'all. Good night, okay. Joe. Bye.
0: You
4: have a great one. Did you know that you can have a reading with Asin in
0: person? Or you can reach him by phone, chat, or even text message. You should really check out his site, com, or give him a call. His number is 304-
1: Are you looking for loving, caring, spiritual answers? Then you need to give Rainy a call. Her number is 303-416-2977. She's able to give you a reading, see what your life path holds, plus what the angels and crossover loved ones has to say about it. Visit com for more details and remember Rainy spelled R-A-I-N-E.
0: You're listening to the Magic Happens Radio Network. Sponsored by the Magic Heavens Magazine. You'll find us at www.themagicheavens.com.